You're listening to Run, Are You Win? Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Hello and welcome to another Revive Us Now podcast. I am your host, Steve Gray, and we're going to talk about revival and how to get revival and, and uh, the things that stop revival. And I'm excited to talk about this one because it's just one that's uh, real obvious. But, uh, you know, right from the Bible stories of Jesus' life and what he did and who he was with and the story of Mary and Martha, there's a lot about them in the Bible. But I particularly like the one where they're at their house and Jesus is there and, uh, you know, other guests are there. And uh, there's nothing wrong with this because it's natural that you want to take care of your guests and people. And Martha is uh, concerned about, uh, you know, you got to fix food for them and cook for them. And, uh, you know, that's just the right thing to do. And uh, so, so she's concerned that uh, her sister, Mary, is not helping, you know. And uh, it, normally she would. And uh, so she's not understanding this at all. She just doesn't understand what's going on. And uh, so she comes to Jesus and she says, you know, Jesus, uh, you know, tell her, tell her because, you know, Mary's going to listen to Jesus if she doesn't listen to Martha. Tell her to get in the kitchen and help me get in here and help me because there's a lot to do and I can't get it all done by myself. It's really not a wrong request culturally and in their society and just, you know, just practically, you know, she needs some help. And you'd think uh, it's sort of back in the culture, you know, like it's woman, women's work, woman's work, get in the kitchen and help. And she's not helping. And so just Martha's not comprehending what's going on here. Jesus is, of course. But the clue um, to the whole thing is his answer. And the answer back to Martha is very revealing. And I think we kind of expect and I think she expected uh, him to just tell, you know, Mary, get in the kitchen and help. And then since we know the story, I know the story, maybe you know the story, we kind of, ex we, we hear that he's saying that Martha is concerned about cooking. So he's, that's not what he says. We kind of, we kind of expect Jesus to say, well, Martha, you're just concerned about a lot of cooking and kitchen stuff. But that's not what he says. He's very revealing. He says, Martha, Martha, you are concerned or you are disturbed or you are overwhelmed or you are worried, you are nervous, whatever word you want to use about many things. And it's the word many things is what's so revealing. It's not that sometimes you, you or me or us, once in a while somebody gets, you know, uh, something goes and you get a little nervous or something or something goes, you get a little concerned about something. And then it goes away, and then you, you don't live that lifestyle, see? We can't live in anxiety all the time. We can't live in fear all the time. We can't live in nervousness about everything. Everything, oh, if anything could go wrong, it will go wrong. And uh, I think it's revealing. He's revealing her personality. Uh, she needs to step over into a different realm. It's not that it was wrong for her to want Martha to help her, or Mary to help her in the kitchen. That would be a normal thing. I need some help. But it's, it's what's going on inside of her. See, he says, you're disturbed. You're worried. You worry about many things. So that means even if Mary were to get into the kitchen and help her, 
that's not going to solve her problem because once the meal's over and dishes are all done, you know, stuff like that, then Martha's going to be worried or nervous about something else because there's many things, not just kitchen things, not just this meal. If it was just the meal, well, we could solve that by just getting her some help, right? But it's not going to be over. And so this then begins to be a lifestyle that is going to stop a move of God if you've got that lifestyle, okay? If you've got that lifestyle, that's going to stop a move of God in your church. If your pastor, who wouldn't probably tell you this, or your leader, your board members, maybe, you know, uh, whether your pastor's male or female or the pastor's wife or the board member's wife or whatever, uh, leadership, the people that lead and have the leadership of the church, if they are like Martha, you're not going to have a move of God. You know why? Because they're too worried about so many things. And they're worried that, uh, you know, I've been around it so long. They'll be worried. Well, we'd like to have revival. We'd like to have a move of God. We'd like to have an increase of the presence of God and the glory of God. Just the list goes on and on. But we're afraid people will leave. What if people leave the church? What if people leave? What if the, half the church leaves? What if uh, they quit giving in the offering? What if the, best, what if the best giver in my church doesn't like it? Well, then he or she might leave, and then that would hurt us financially. How would we make our building payment, you know? Or what would people think? Or what would my denomination think? Maybe they're part of a denominational group, and they'll think, what will my denomination think? What will my friends think? What will the rest of the board members think? If we had an outbreak of God like I've read about in books and, and uh, history, and you know, like they had in the outbreak of God came, and, and uh, the good part of it is, you know, all the great things God did, but I'm just, you know, I'm just... So worried that, uh, that it'll ruin my reputation. I'll lose my friends. Uh, the rest of the church won't like it. Uh, it the, split the church. What about the community? What about my, you know, okay, then we just got to sit down. Listen, listen, listen. You say you'd like to have a move of God and that, but you are just worried about many things. You are so worried about so many things, money, programs, uh, you know, will the youth like it? Will they not like it? What if they leave? What if their parents don't like it? What you just got so many things on your list you're nervous about that you're never going to get around to doing it because you're just too nervous and worried about so many things. If it was just one thing, maybe we could get you through it, but it's not. And so those kinds of people will never have a move of God. They're just too worried about too many things, whether it be people, finances, attendance, whatever right? So now we know those kinds of people are everywhere. Worried, anxiety, worry, anxiety, fear, all those things. And so the people that control or have the authority of the churches, most of them are too worried or the church is too much in debt or they're too afraid of their reputations or they want to be popular more than powerful in God. Well, they're never going to have a move of God because they're just too worried. They're like the Martha in the kitchen. Martha, Martha, you are concerned, worried, disturbed, afraid, nervous about many things. Even if we solved one of them, your list is so long, you've got you to have a whole change. Now, that person needs revival. That church needs revival because they're being controlled by what they worry about, worry and fear. But... They're not going to get it because they're too afraid to change anything because they're just locked into that worry. Okay, you got that.
Now, on the other hand, he then talks about Mary. Where's Mary? Well, this is pretty exciting because, number one, we learn that she is in the other room, not in the kitchen. And he says she's chosen something. So it was her choice. Martha chose to be nervous and upset. Mary chose to do something very unusual, that she's at the place of the feet of Jesus place, and that is reserved at that time at least. That position at the feet of somebody, uh, a teacher, a rabbi, a priest, whatever it was, that place at the foot of somebody was a place for a disciple. If you did that, you went and sat at the feet of somebody, you're saying, I am a disciplined one. I am disciplining myself in your teachings. I am now a disciple of yours. Well, that's a good choice, but you realize up to that time, there were no female disciples that we know of. Disciples were all men. And Mary not only didn't go into the kitchen, she chose something else. She chose out of her own heart, say, I'm going to be a disciple of Jesus. And isn't it remarkable that Jesus didn't do what some denominations and religious people do and say, why, a woman can't be a disciple? Get up. Come on. Go, get in this kitchen where you belong, Mary. No. He says, she made a great choice. He's proud of her. You know, he's happy about it. She's made the very best choice. She made the best choice. She chose to be at the feet of Jesus and make that her position. I don't know how the food got served. I don't know who cooked it. I don't know who cleaned it up. All we know is that the character of Martha is too worried to move forward. You know, she could have figured it out, said, well, we'll just have to eat later. I'm heading to the feet of Jesus too. We don't know. But we do know Mary was there. And he says, Mary has chosen the very best part. And that's at the feet of Jesus. But she changed the position of women at that point. Because now we know a woman, we don't call her, a disciple, but she gave herself that position and nobody said, you can't do that. You don't belong at the feet of Jesus. And she chose the best part. So we know that Mary is preparing herself for a move of God because she's chosen it. And if you want to have a move of God in your church and in your denomination or in your home or wherever, or in just in yourself, you got to find the right position. You can't be in the kitchen worrying about everything going wrong or worrying about solving that. Now you're worried about something else after that gets solved, running out of money, running out of time. You know, <laughs> uh, you, you've got to get yourself in that position of a disciplined one in Christ where your faith is, your faith is in it. You know, this is the best place to be. And then you choose that to be at the feet of Jesus. And if you want revival, you've got to choose to have those times when everything else stops and you want to find him. You want to find that time with him. Nothing else matters but the feet of Jesus moments where you just learn him and learn him and you pray for revival, the outpouring, the presence, the glory. You pray and you ask and you seek, you knock, and then eventually you will find so there you have it. Two different people. One's going to get a great move of God. The other's not. Now, if Martha wants to change and get at the feet, I don't think Jesus is going to say you can't do it. But you got to make that choice. And that's how revival comes. Till next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And spread the word on social media. 
For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.